number two of the Bill Michaels Show. We continue on. Thank you for taking a listen to us. We certainly uh, appreciate your presence. Glad to have you today for all of you. For all of you. By the way, Marcus Smart coming up in the game tonight. He is questionable, as they stay, say, to play a game two. Uh, he had the quad injury. We all know that. But he left the game at one point dragging his arm on the floor damn near as if something was ripped out of its socket like a bad Ken doll who ended up getting jumped walking into the Barbie dream house. And, uh, but he came running back out. I'm fine. I've glued it back together. Gorilla glue is an amazing, an amazing tactic. He stuck his arm back on only to get kneed in the thigh, and now he's got a quad contusion, so we'll find out if he's actually able to go tonight. So there you have it. Uh, 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up, do so. Time now to talk a little Packers football. Our buddy Eric Baranchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette is standing by. Eric, how you been, pal? Uh, I'm doing good. How about you? Thanks for having me on today. I am. Uh, we're doing good. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, we wanted one of the big six uh, wide receivers that the that were out there in the draft, and the Packers didn't get one of those, but they got Christian Watson. And uh, I still think that there's something else that's going to happen before it's all said and done, whether it's somebody that gets cut after June 1st or there's a trade to be had. Uh, but give me your thoughts on where the Packers are after the draft. Oh, good question. I think they significantly made some help on defense in the first round. Um, I mean, you look at, at the, the Walker kid from Georgia. Well, they're both from Georgia, but I mean, the Walker, the Walker kid, I think he is going to end up playing, you know, he's going to go after the quarterback more than what people think. I think, you know, the layman terms are, their thoughts are that he's going to be, you know, an inside linebacker and, and very well will probably will line up there a lot, but at uh, six four and a four five, he's going to be blitzing uh, either off the edge or he's going to come from, from the middle. So I think that type of uh, um, uh, expectation for that guy is, is, is re- relatively high. And I think a lot of Packer fans got to understand when you got a four or five guy at that size that uh, yeah, for sure, the, I'm sure, that they're thinking he's gonna he's gonna go after the quarterback a little more than what probably fans think, and then you got the the, the Wyatt kid. I mean that guy, he's a, he's a big guy with some twitch. I mean, I mean it's unbelievable how quick his hands are and his ability to turn his hips and and get down and get get between a gap. So I I think that looks um, like it's a it's a you know to help. And I and I think one of the few things that people I'm not so sure they understand, but there are some positions that you can come in as a rookie and make an impact, and defensive line is one of them, uh, uh, especially for someone that comes from a, a big school like that. So I, I like those two picks. And, you know, the Christian Watson, heck, at the, at the senior bowl, you kind of tore it up. So yeah, I, I think that's a, a pretty good move there. The uh, the uh, the offense, you know, I, I read the the the, uh, the the paper where it said that you know, yeah, the Super Bowl that was won, number one scoring defenses and such, and I well, I agree with all of that. I believe defense gets you there. I believe you have to go hand in hand with the defense to get yourself a Super Bowl. I just I just do. I look what LA's defense did to that terrible offensive line of Cincinnati. Just beat the hell out of Joe Burrow in the second half and won that ball game. So I agree with a good defense. But in the games that the Packers have won Super Bowls, you've needed a great defense, yes, but they had a great offense. They had great wideouts. They had weapons offensively. This team's not completely bereft of that, 
but they don't have that legitimate one-two punch on the outside like many of the teams. Like you had three legit wide receivers on Cincinnati, three legit wide receivers uh, on L.A., and had OBJ not gone down with an injury, he might have ended up being the uh, the MVP the way he was moving the sticks and finding the seams. So I, I still feel that you have to have a really good offense. You have to have a top five, top ten scoring offense to get yourself deep into the postseason. So now what? That That's my question. Now what? Well, I, I, I'd say this. Now what is none of one, there's one player that none of those teams have, and that's Aaron Rodgers. And, mm-hmm. and I look at when they – the knock on – my personal knock on Aaron Rodgers is, and this is, this is me, not anyone – I mean, people are going to have a lot of opinions, but my knock on him has been that in tough situations, he always goes to Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you look at the last couple seasons, how it ended, and quite frankly, um, I think we don't know if the Packers are going to have those three top receivers out there. We, we don't know. We don't know how good Sammy uh, Watkins is going to be out there or the, the Watson kid. Uh, we know uh, Lazard is going to be a, a pretty good possession receiver, and he's going to run decent routes, and he's going to block the heck out of guys. Um, but I think, uh, you know, just Sammy Watson at this and the, and the Watson kid can run. I mean, they can run play action. They can run the ball, play action pass. And the first time one of those safeties takes a false step, it's going to be six. Um, uh, because I believe that, that, you know, and, and, and Aaron Rodgers likes to throw the ball, throw that ball. He likes to throw the deep posts or the deep outs or the, the you know, the, the nines or fly patterns, whatever you want to call them, but you know, the go routes, he really likes to throw those and he's very accurate with them. And I think that, uh, um, having Watson and having the Christian and, uh, 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 Sammy Watkins, I think is really going to open that end of the, of the offense up. Um, and quite frankly, it's going to come down to, and they drafted linemen. So they're looking to, to be, they want to run the football. And I think, I think I, I am not in the camp that they're going to be bad offensively. Um, I'm more in the camp that I think they're going to be pretty good offensively, and I think they're going to be really good on defense. I I think they're going to be pretty good offensively. I don't. I, my question is: is are they a Super Bowl caliber de- offense right now? Well, you still have to do a couple of things. If you're you're the other team, the, the best defense, the best defensive player on the Packers is Aaron Rodgers, and. If he, it, because if you're the opposing team, you got to keep up with that offense. You look at what they did against San Francisco. You know they didn't look so hot, and I, you know, some of that you got to blame on, uh, uh, put the blame on twelve, and he didn't, mm-hmm. he didn't do the things they needed to do. You look, especially that last, that fourth down pass. He had two guys that he could have hit probably for, for sure for first downs, and he went to the guy that was double teamed, uh, Devontae Adams. You know, so so. The decision making there might be easier, and the, and the other argument that I throw out there all the time is the last two seasons, um, they they played seven games without Devontae Adams, and they're seven and zero in those games, and against some pretty decent teams. So I'm not, you know, I I think if they throw the ball around and then they and they run the ball, and more importantly, they spread the ball around on offense. Um, and run the offense. I think they're they're going to be a really good offensive football team. Um, you still, I mean, because because at any point in the game, Rodgers can pop one off for for six. And um, I think that's you know when you're playing on the opposing team's defense, that's tough. Because what are you gonna you know you really have to focus on taking away the strength. 
And when you have a team that has a whole bunch of guys that just run good routes and you run the football, now I'm going to focus on, on taking away the running game. Well, I think that that leads to a really bad decision because now you got Aaron Rodgers who will pick you apart if you allow him to. So I still yeah. think the best uh, defensive player on the Packers is, is Aaron Rodgers. And um, I will continue to believe that until he, he, he uh, uh, disproves it. Do you think they make another move? Do you think they find uh, a vet, another veteran out there, whether it be a be via trade or they bring in? See, Jarvis Landry to me, I just don't think they can afford. He wants twenty million, and I I think he's going to wait until somebody goes down to then sign a contract and and ride the white horse coming in on the big mounted back of green money. Uh, I don't think uh, you know we we all know. Look, Julio Jones, he's just he was cut. They just didn't want him. He wasn't that good, and I don't think he's really going to add anything. And OBJ is not going to be ready until mid-season and that's his second ACL so I think the only guy that would be out there that you could sign would be Landry but I don't put off maybe another deal in the making do you no not at all I think well the first thing that's got to happen is they got to get Jair Alexander's contract figured out so they can get some cap relief going into this season because right now it's, it's awful tight there um, they really can't make a move until that situation takes care of itself. Um, so I think that'll happen. I think if there's going to be a move, it'll be it'll be late in the year. But it, I guess for me, um, if they haven't make any any major moves, um, I guess that tells me that you know something that maybe I don't know that maybe they feel pretty good about what they about some of the folks they have there. I mean. Um, you know, the Winfrey kid wasn't, I mean, he had a little bit of uh fumbleitis there and, and it, it can work on his hands a little bit, but I think there was something there. I think he's a big, big guy and he, he's rangy and, um, I like some of the routes. I mean, he was a rookie, so he ran some lazy rookie routes that you, that you normally see from a rookie. Um, but I think they might have something there in that kid. And I, I, you know, I, I don't think the, the receiver part to me is the least of a concern to me, but the tight end is the number one concern. So if it, if I think something is going to happen, it would be it for a tight end somehow, some way, because um, I'm not sold uh, Deguara, and you have uh, um, Mercedes Lewis that isn't going to he doesn't give you much in the passing game, and Tanyan is back and went in October maybe. So yeah. I think there's that would be the position where, that would concern me if I were or or Lazard continues to do what he did a little bit at the end of last season, play tighter to the line of scrimmage and kind of takes that pass catching tight end role, um, catching stuff across the middle and up the scene. So that, that might be where that football team ends up, but would I like to see something? Yeah, I think they need to, something needs to happen. I'm not so sure it's the wide receiver spot. I think maybe tight end might be the, the more prominent position. Interesting. I mean, I, I kept thinking, you know, that Tanya will be back probably October, uh, is that a fair assessment that when, when you would assume you're going to see him? Because you're not going to see him in training camp. No, you, you won't. And I and the, and the Packers, you know, as we saw in the past, traditionally they're very, very uh, cautious with, with ACLs, and they don't mm-hmm. bring them out there too soon. And I don't suspect that would be the case now. It sounds like it was a pretty clean injury. Elton Jenkins is another one that you're going to probably not see till October. But I, I think they need to have another tight end there that can, um, um, that can that can catch the football. Uh, the hard part is, is they want to run the football too. So you gotta 
try to find that tight end that's going to, you know, mix it up a little bit and stick his nose in there and still go out and catch a pass. Those guys aren't, there's not a lot of those guys out there. Um, so I, I don't, I still think that's the spot where they're going to make a move. I just feel like that's the, that's the, that's the hole right now. Cause I think a receiver, they can be okay. And they're going to move. I mean, the way their offenses run at the play action pass and stuff, there's going to be open guys. And that's, just the way it's going to be, but I, I and, and I think you have probably one of the best play-action pass quarterbacks in the league, for sure. And um, I think it's a pretty deadly combination as long as you know the quarterback understands too that he wants some longevity. He doesn't want to be out in week eight, so he's going to get the ball out of there. This, I'm not overly concerned about it. I, the biggest concern again for me is tight end. Um, you go back to something you said. By the way, we're talking with Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press Gazette, talking Packers and uh, breaking down the draft. The uh, you, you talked about Elton Jenkins not being back, and we all understand that probably not till October. Uh, David Bakhtiari. It sounded like there was some caution in Brian Gutekunst's voice when he started to talk about David Bakhtiari. He said he was hoping he'd be back, and you know, expect him, and blah blah blah. But there was no emphatic, oh, no, he's doing great. There was none of that. And it's, sometimes it's what's not said that is spooky. It kind of sounds like the same going back to even November and December when they were hoping he was going to be able to come back, and you just didn't hear anything about it. It's kind of the same rhetoric. Are you a little bit nervous that Bakhtiari may not return? I think he'll return. I, how, how, how good uh, that knee is going to be, I, I don't know. I mean – the telltale sign is with a with a knee injury, especially with alignment. If it's beyond nine months, it probably was more than an ACL. I mean, they don't give out uh, you know everything that happened, but it would lend your you know the way it worked out. You would let it, it, it the way it shows it's or it worked out through the season is that it looked like it was probably more than the ACL. He probably had some cartilage damage. I'm not a doctor. I don't. I'm just speculating, obviously. How that thing is going to hold up, I, I don't know. And I and I think they needed a they needed to draft offensive linemen anyway. I don't think you know the 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 Ryan pick there in round number three. I don't think that was a telltale sign that Bakhtiari is not back. I think that's just a really good pick to, to even if you even if you're going to slide him in the guard, you don't have Jenkins, um, and you can probably have a first year starting right tackle. So uh, who's got a lot of playing time last year? So he's not terrible, um, but I, I think that was more of a safety pick. I think he's going to be okay. How much you see him in the preseason is probably going to be really limited, and it'll be uh, kind of a week-to-week, but, you know, he's on the wrong side of 30. So anytime mm-hmm. you have an injury in there, it's going to get to be uh, get to be an issue. But I, I firmly believe he will be there for, for week one. Um, it's going to be one of those things is how the season, the wear and tear on it is, is going to uh, transpire and how much – practice time he's going to get so you know the thought process you know the hope is is that you know he doesn't have another aggravate the other knee or anything like that while he's overcompensating for that knee and i think those are concerns that uh you got to have and the other concern would be probably uh you know the emotional part of it when your knee is uh having problems like that being emotion ready to play sometimes is, is difficult for a player so um i think that's probably the biggest point, if, you know, for a GM is to make sure he's ready emotionally and as well as physically to play. Hey, before I let you go, I got to ask: when we were sitting here talking about all these different aspects uh, of the Packers, I haven't mentioned special teams at all. How much better do you think they got? 
certainly didn't shy away from drafting linebackers, did they? So it looks, no. looks to me like they're trying to do something to get down there and do better. Um, the uh, the Carpenter kid from Georgia Tech seems like he could be kind of one of those guys that's going to go down there and smear guys. So that looks good. And then um, they added some speed. So it should be it should be exciting. And, it's, and those new linemen, guess where they're going to be if they're on the 53? Or not only the 53, but if they're not uh, inactive, they're going to be playing special teams too. Um, so... Hopefully uh, they didn't do anything with long snappers, so we'll see how that uh, shakes out here as uh, tramps or, uh, uh, camp starts up. Good stuff as always, my friend. Take care, and we will talk again soon, okay? Hey, Bill, thanks for having me on. I hope you guys have a great week. Go Bucks. Absolutely. Thanks, Eric. Talk to you soon. Eric Branchek, Green Bay Press Gazette, joining us for a couple of minutes on the hotline. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Quick Trip. They are going to give you a chance, a chance to win hundred grand. I can't think of a better way to kick off your summer, right? Do with a hundred grand? Oh, that's a pool party right there. I don't care who you are. You can rent out a couple pools for that or build your own. With Quick Trip, the two fifty one hundred thousand dollar winner circle, just stop by any Quick Trip with any purchase at any participating of an Oreo cookie, Oreo cakester, king size Reese's, Chex Mix, Chex Mix Muddy Buddies, or Fresh Blends, all that kind of good stuff. They got you covered. You get extra entries. Use that quick rewards card. They're drawing constantly, but they're giving away $100,000 to put you in that winner's circle. Quick trip, the $250,000, $100,000 winner's circle. Your chance to win one hundred grand. Stop by any quick trip for details. Good, good stuff. Quick Trip's always got something going. They're giving away a Chevy Camaro SS. They're giving away hundred grand. All kinds of stuff just for stopping into one of our favorite places to begin with. That's the best part. I go there anyway. And now they're going to give stuff away? I'll take one of those free cheeseburgers, to be perfectly honest with you, but those things are fantastic too. But the hundred grand can buy a lot of cheeseburgers. Stay tuned. Got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisconsinites, Midwesterners, we're not high-class snobby. We got high class. We're just not snobs about it. And uh, when you talk about wine specifically, and you know I've gotten into collecting wine, right? I love my beers. I love my Bud Light. I love different craft beers. I love all that kind of good stuff, okay? I was doing some outboards uh, over the weekend from MKE Brewing. I was doing some ciders, all that kind of stuff. I love that stuff. But uh, you've got Forgotten Fire Winery. Forgotten Fire Winery up in Peshtigo. Now, if you're going to make a trip and go to a winery, it's a beautiful area up there. You go all the way up into uh, Menominee Marinette. You can go all the way up to the lake. A lot of great uh, places to just kind of knickknack places to stay. Get a pasty while you're up in that area. You got to get one of those. Colonel K's, fantastic. But stop and see our friends over there at Forgotten Fire Winery. A great place to just get away for wine and cider tastings. Great live music. They have great live music there. Uh, they do private events all year long. Anytime is a great time for Forgotten Fire Wines and Ciders. They are distributed all throughout the state of Wisconsin. So if you're going to support local and you're going to look for local and you're going to get some wines that are good and they're fun and they're not snobby, that's what you do. Forgotten, fi- Forgotten 
Fire Winery. That's what they're all about, man. Fun in a bottle. That's what they say. Peshtigo, right here in Peshtigo, Wisconsin. Peshtigo, the great Peshtigo fire from years gone by. Don't forget about them. Forgotten Fire Winery. Good stuff. Love those people up there. And I'm going to get uh, a, a couple of things. We're going to stop up there and say hello to, to the people of Forgotten Fire Winery. Uh, but in addition to that, uh, I got I got a couple things planned for them. Got to, got to run it past people first, but got some things planned for them. I want to put some packages together. I want to do some things. So hang in there for that. 877 867 877-867-1670. 1670. If you want to hit us up, uh, please feel free to do so. Our, our buddy Nathan listens to us uh, every day in Virginia. He said uh, he's coming back to Milwaukee or coming back to Wisconsin more so. Uh, he's got a buddy, Mike, uh, from Fond du Lac. Uh, Mike had passed away last week uh, from a blood clot, 40 years old, left behind a couple of kids. And, uh, man, our condolences. Our condolences. Uh, but he is coming back to Wisconsin. Said he was a big sports fan, wanted to give him a shout-out. So Mike and his family and, and everybody that uh, that knows Mike, knew Mike, uh, our condolences. So we uh, – we, uh, you hate to lose anybody. We hate to lose listeners. We hate to lose sports fans. We hate to lose good people out of the state of Wisconsin. So but our condolences. Um, this one's from Steve. Steve says, uh, unit, I'm going to be in Boston tonight. Any good places to go? Okay. There is – Oh, my God, I'm going to have to text Kristen. In Boston, not far from the uh, the Energy Center, there is underneath, like, that walking mall. God, if anybody's from Boston and you know what I'm talking about, please let me know. There's, like, a walking mall, an outside walking mall. It's near downtown. And it's only about, I don't know, about a half a mile, mile away from, from Fenway. But there's this walking mall, and it's got all the different stores and such in it. But underneath underground you walk down and it's a it's like a um it's like a crab shack or something like that i can't remember what the hell i got i got a text but that's where you go it's like an old diner it's a little cramped crappy looking place with the best seafood oh my god they had great seafood there so if you're going to do the seafood thing and you're in boston that's where you go i'm going to find the name i promise you i'll find the name of, of it for you before we leave before we get off the air today, I'll mention it. But if anybody can think of it, let me know. It's in the little walking mall area. And, God, I should find it because I had pictures of it. But we had a great time there. Then if you go up into the little Italy area, there's three or four different places that are just fantastic. But that's all crooked nose joints. That's that's what that is. You know, where people just park in the middle of the street. The police don't give anybody tickets because, you know, yeah, you know, hey, hey, oh, hey, hey. Somebody with no neck and a dead horse head shows up in your bed. That type of thing. But good Italian food there, too. So that gives you two spots anyway. At least you can think of it. Uh, 877-867-1670. Our buddy Dwayne says, also heard that the Lakers were going to ask permission to talk to Darvin Ham. I would not want him to be the coach uh, out there with that ass hat of LeBron. Right? First of all, you take anything. We all know that. You take any any deal you can get. I understand that. But in the grand scheme of things, I agree with you. I would I, be, only for the fact that LeBron's going to hold that franchise hostage because he wants his son to come in. He wants his son to be able to to play. He wants to play with his son before his career's out. Uh, he, everywhere he goes, it's four years. He tears it up and then he leaves. And he's not leaving this particular year, but he's not signing a contract extension right now either. On and on and on. It, it's just you know, it is what it is. 
So um, I'm not uh, – I'm a fan of Darvin getting any job, but I'm not a fan of Darvin coaching LeBron. LeBron, he went being from this, this phenom to kind of wore out his welcome, hasn't he? He's become the preeminent, preeminent flopper in the league. Everything he's despised, he now does. I mean, it, it, he just, he, he's kind of, in my opinion, he's kind of worn out his welcome. When you look at the humbleness, the likability of a guy like Giannis, and I don't say this because he's our guy, right? I, I say this because he's a guy that goes about it the right way, you know? There has been some verbal shots from other guys like Embiid. Embiid's a hell of a player. I like Embiid. There's certain players in the league. Tyler Hero, I like him. Not a fan of Jimmy Butler. He's all about look at me. I like Tyler Tyler Hero. You know, I love Steph Curry, you know. Poole has come on. Now, Poole is from the, actually this area, as a matter of fact. But Poole has come on all of a sudden, out of almost nowhere, and become this, this iconic fan kind of guy. There's a lot better people in the league that you can root for than the asshat that is LeBron. LeBron is there because he's just extremely good and you have a respectability for his game. But he's just kind of a kind of a bag. He just ever since he sat there with the trophies in the championship down in Miami and he held it out when, come on, I want my damn respect. That was it. That was it for me. I'm done. Talk to you later. When he went out and won the championship in LA, I want my respect. Um, why? You've been considered the best player in the league for years. What more respect do you want? So, anyway, I agree with you, Dwayne. Appreciate it. 877-867-1670. Have you seen it yet? Have you seen it yet? If you haven't, I'm going to show it to you. If you're following on the Bud Light live stream and you're following over on Twitter, I'm going to show it to you. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Glad to have you. The Bill Michaels Show. We continue. The rain has not stopped, but uh, it shall here relatively soon. They said about 5 o'clock, and then after that, good to go. Doesn't matter to me. Uh, I, I got to find out what it is. I'm going to run downstairs uh, during the next break. Um, but tonight, um, John Atley, our guys from the Water Doctors, were at the house. I was mentioning earlier they were at the house earlier today. I'm thinking about getting a uh, um, uh, tankless water heater put in my home. And uh, he came over. He uh, dropped off this bottle. They were here a couple weeks ago, um, and he dropped off this bottle of of bourbon and it's supposedly now i was looking it up online supposedly fantastic but uh tonight i'm gonna do a little bourbon i'm doing a beer um i'm gonna do a good cigar and i'm gonna sit downstairs in the new leather chairs that i got just for watching sports and smoking cigars that's it it's the only reason i got i'm gonna tonight that's it that's what i'm doing that's what's coming up tonight Sitting downstairs, smoking a cigar, hanging out, little bourbon, little beer, watching the Bucks win, and then on the other TV is going to be the uh, Brewers game. Cannot wait for tonight. So looking forward to it. Uh, Snowboard Dan says the Bucks today are the ver- are the new version of the San Antonio Spurs. 
Um. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I'd go that far. They are. How do you mean? What is the comparison? Because they haven't won numerous championships. So how do you mean today? Snowboard Dan, let me know what the how how what the comparison it is that you're trying to make. Maybe I'm missing it. Um, Scott says that uh, LeBron's not even guaranteed to play with his son. No, I agree with that. But he doesn't want to sign a contract extension so he can then force his way out of L.A. to play with whatever team his son, if he believes his son's going to the NBA, that his son would then be drafted. So he could force his way out and force his way into that particular team and say, look, I'm not going to play for the Lakers anymore. I'm going to play for X team. And then that team would be forced to trade for him in some way, shape, or form. Or as a free agent, he could go anywhere and then go play one year with his son before retiring because that's what his goal is now. That's what he uh, stated that he would like to do. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, do it. Again, 877-867-1670. Brad says, uh, hey, you had a great show, as always. And then he goes on to say that the Brewers tonight taking on the Cincinnati Reds. Are your heartstrings at all pulled by how bad the Reds are? No, Brad, no, not at all. Um, I've said this for a long time. Look, I'm originally from that area. I grew up in that area. Uh, I've lived here in Wisconsin going on 20 three years longer than I've lived in any particular place. Uh, I moved out of Cincinnati and went to Rushville, Indiana, went to Columbus, Ohio, back to Cincinnati um, and moved around a little bit and then ultimately landed in Wisconsin. I've been here ever since. So this for the, for the 99.9% of me is home. Okay. I have friends, my kids, I have family back in Ohio. But when it comes, you, you get a chance to know people. When I would look at, say, a team like Cincinnati, like like the Reds, for example, I, Marty Brenneman, longtime broadcaster, very good friend of mine. Jeff Brantley, their new radio guy, has been with Marty for years. Good friend of mine. You know, I know people in the organization. You know, those guys I know, and I've enjoyed working with them for a very, very long time. They're friends. So I do pay attention. I want friends to be successful. But when it comes to winning and losing, no. No, I'm looking for the Brewers to get a sweep and continue to build the lead over the, uh, the over the St. Louis Cardinals. Hell no. Same thing with Cincinnati when when the Bengals were hot. Now, did I enjoy the fact that Cincinnati was there? I did. I didn't think they were going to win, but I did. When when the Packers weren't there anymore, I was hoping for a, a Green Bay Cincinnati Super Bowl. That's what I was hoping for. And obviously that didn't come to fruition. But I would. But yeah, I was hoping for that. Because that would have been great. I would have brought all my friends out. We would have had an even better time than we normally do at Super Bowl. Um, so, no, I don't I don't get into all of that. You know, I don't know Mick Cronin. Mick Cronin, um, or I shouldn't say that. I, I know Mick Cronin, but Mick Cronin left. He's not even the coach of Cincinnati anymore for UC basketball. The only reason I have any affiliation there is because I got to know a little bit of Oscar Robertson over the years. And Oscar's still a big supporter there. You know, but no, I, I don't have that affiliation anymore. Not at all. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up. So what has been displayed 
The Milwaukee Brewers just unveiled the secret bobblehead for the September 11th game coming up this season. It is none other than Giannis in a Brewers jersey, the Giannis Adenokounmpo bobblehead holding a ball bat. Great picture, by the way. Whoever took that picture is fantastic. Uh, and I want to get to that in a minute. But Giannis, the Giannis bobblehead, is going to be unveiled, or was unveiled, is going to be the September 11th bobblehead uh, at American Family Field that day. Now, I'm going to take it a step further because something bothers me. And we've been on this topic before, and I still don't understand it. So whoever of the Brewers staff took the picture, it's a great picture. It is literally Giannis in front of the stand, in front of the stadium. So what they did was they must have got down on the ground, and they held the camera right there in front of the Giannis bobblehead and got the picture with the front entrance of American Family Field. Okay, so they got the two entrances with the Brewers ball and glove logo tents that cover and shelter the entrances to the to the stadium. And then they got above that the American Family Field sign. Right away, two or three people go, I don't want that bobblehead. I'm not an American Family fan. It's Miller Park. If you're not going to put Miller Park behind, you're an idiot. I get tradition. I get history. Miller Park is Miller Park, and it was Miller Park. This is a new company that put their money where their mouth was. Miller had a great run. Miller decided, Miller decided not to do it. They had the first right of refusal. It's not like you can't buy their beer in the stadium. But these people, they go, I'm going back. It's Miller Park. You're an idiot. Do you have any idea how stupid you sound? This company paid money to your team to keep your team viable when they could have sold it to anybody. But Miller refused to buy into it again. They decided not to. And now you're going to, like, stomp your feet? automatically that's the first thing people said about that bobblehead. Get over it. Get over it and move on. You're, you're, you're acting damn fool. You're acting damn fool. Ah, there you go. Just thought I'd throw it out there. Wanted to get that out there for you. But, yeah, good stuff from uh, the Brewers. Giannis is going to be the bobblehead of choice. I like that. I like mixing it up a little bit. Good stuff. 877-867-1670. Um, who else do we have here? This is uh, this is Justin. Justin says, hey, oh, he agrees. He agrees. Crazy that people keep calling it Miller Park and stay, stay steadfast in that for whatever reason. Um, Mark says, um, the Reds, they called up AAA pitcher Overton. Uh, to pitch in Colorado the other night, uh, it's not working out for them. doesn't matter who they bring up. The Brewers are going to get hot against them. Let me, let me say this, though, okay? I, this is where their pitching is not good. You are correct. This is where the Brewers, much like against Pittsburgh, they should start to bring the averages up. This is not a good pitching staff. I gave you the statistics a little bit earlier. Their team ERA is over six. Their team whip is over one six. So they're not a good baseball team, and they're not a good pitching team by any stretch of the imagination. So um, I think, obviously, the you should look for the Brewers' bats to get better. Where the real test begins to come into play for the Brewers is once Cincinnati gets out of town, the Brewers then go on a road trip where they face Atlanta. Atlanta's a good team. Then they go into Cincinnati, and Cincinnati's not, obviously, and they face Miami. But then they've got Atlanta and Washington 
Then they go on the road for San Diego and then four against St. Louis before they do three against Chicago to end the month and get into the month of June. This month is not an, uh, an easy month by any stretch of the imagination, but it's not a juggernaut. But I'm really interested and I'm anxious to see what the Brewers do against Atlanta. I'm really interested to see what the Brewers are going to do against the Cardinals again. That's what I'm looking for. Those teams have better pitching staffs. I'm really interested to see what they're – I mean, Miami's two games above 500. Miami's not an awful team. They're not great by any stretch of the imagination, but Miami's not an awful – Miami's not the same pushover they were in the past. They very quietly put a couple pieces together. Their farm system's starting to produce a little bit. Their pitching's okay. But the Marlins are not a terrible team. It seems like once the cloud of Jeter left, they were able to see the sun again. They still don't draw anybody down there at Marlins Stadium, but that's neither here nor there. But they uh, go on the road. They have three against Atlanta, then three against Cincinnati at Great American. You hope the weather's good and it starts to warm up. Then you'll start to see maybe the bats start to give you a little bit of pop. Then they go to Miami. They have an off day. Then they go to Miami uh, where they're going to face the Marlins. Again, not a not a hitter's park, but at least the weather's going to be a little bit warmer down there before facing Atlanta and Washington. And Washington's terrible, only eight wins in the season back at home before they've got uh, a trip against San Diego. And San Diego, even without one of their big boppers, is doing okay. San Diego right now, they're tied for first with the Dodgers, 15-8 and eight on the season. San Diego will be a tough road trip, uh, and then St. Louis will be a tough road trip before they then go into Chicago to round things out. So it's not an easy month by any stretch of the imagination. So, yes, to answer your question, to go back, they should get hot against a bad team like Cincinnati. They should get hot against a bad team like the Cubs. Yes, they should get hot against a bad team like Pittsburgh. But I really want to see what their averages do and what their hitting capability is playing Atlanta. I want to see what they do when they play the Marlins. I want to see what they do when they play St. Louis, when they play San Diego. All of those teams above 500. All of those teams with decent pitching staffs. That's what I'm looking forward to. 877-867-1670. Head us up. More of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Get your playoff tickets right here, right now. Go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. That is MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Heading to the postseason. Can't wait. MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Again, that is MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. They've got playoff action coming at you as the uh, season winds down. And uh, now it's uh, announced for the Calder Cup. Heading in the right direction. Now it's for the Calder Cup. Good stuff from our friends at the Milwaukee Admirals. Again, go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. And that is a fantastic night out. They do it right. That's a lot of fun. So if you're going to do anything, head out to the Milwaukee Admirals game. If you're going into, into the city of Milwaukee from anywhere, whether it's from Madison or you're coming down from Sheboygan or you're coming down from Wausau or La Crosse or Eau Claire, coming up from Platteville, whatever it happens to be. Stop down and see many of our uh, great sponsors, which are downtown Milwaukee, but go see the Milwaukee Admirals. Good hockey coming up. Good, good hockey. Go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. That is MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you uh, want to give us a shout, by all means, do so. Um, ESPN Steve said, isn't uh, Giannis part owner of the Brewers? I think he is. 
Ben is Giannis. Doesn't Giannis have some money in the Brewers? The, uh, yeah, I believe so. I thought he did. Good point. So why not honor one of the owners? I don't think you're ever going to see a Mark Antanasio bobblehead. Have we already? You know, well, have they we got, already? They got to get championship DNA from somewhere, right? <laughs> got to win something somewhere sometime. Damn straight. I mean, Aaron Rodgers uh, hasn't a, been to a Bucks playoff game since the loss, and they haven't lost a single game since then. So, right. What happens if Rodgers shows up at the finals, and the only game he arrives at, they lose? I think talk radio is uh, the topic is already written for the next day. Then, do people want him out? Just stay away, because he should know. I mean, you know that you know as an athlete. You know, when you have a streak and you're on a streak, don't mess with the streak. You go back to Bull Durham. That was the uh, the piece of advice given by Kevin Costner to Luke Nanouche. Newt Lelouch. When you're on the streak, you don't mess with the streak. And then he uh, told off, um, I, I can't remember what her name was, but uh, said, hey, you're not going to do the dirty until after the streak is over. There you go. Don't mess with the streak. So if the Brewers or if the Bucks should lose again with Aaron Rodgers, then uh, I'm not going to say he's not welcome back. He's an owner. But would the fans say, dude, stay away. Stay away. Collect the ring and just stay away. I wonder if he's got a ring. I wonder if he's got a ring. I wonder if he collected one. I would assume he did from the ownership of the Bucks. But he, he certainly was never made public as to whether or not he got a ring from them. 877-867-1670. He does, uh, Marks, by the way. He does? Yep. Okay. Did you, okay, good. I was, never, uh, I was never sure if he actually collected one or not. I thought he would, but wonder if he'll ever wear it. That's the next thing. Because that ring compared to the Packers championship ring, that ring is massive. And the Packers ring was big back in the day. Now they're just getting crazy obscene. But well, I wonder if he'll ever be, uh, if he'll ever wear it. Brady retires. He has what, six, seven? And Rodgers will yeah. go up next to him. He goes, yeah, I have two. Right. <laughs> yeah. That'd be a crappy backdoor way into an extra ring, wouldn't it? Um, it's your buddy Brian. Brian says, uh, hey, heading down to the uh, Kentucky Derby this weekend. You ever thought about going? Uh, I have, Yes. Um, Kentucky Derby is an incredible spectacle. If you've never been, it's got to be a bucket list thing to do at one point or another. Now, you obviously you can't buy the $30,000 seats. They're just crazy ridiculous. Uh, but it, it is an incredible experience. It is a who's who if you get into that area where you can see people and see the suites and see the celebrities that make. Because to them, it's an event. It's, it's, nobody cares about the horse race. Nobody gives a damn about that. You, you've got um, everything that goes on around it. That city becomes money. It just drips with money. Just reeks of it. But, uh, but it's, it's an incredible spectacle if you've never been. Never been to the Kentucky Derby. Um, so I, to, to answer your question, no, I'm not going this weekend. We actually are going to a charity event. Uh, Kristen is on the board of a charity called All My Friends. 
and all my friends build sensory rooms and such for kids with autism. And so they are doing what they call the Kentucky Derby. And out in uh, Cedarburg, they, you buy a duck, and they take thousands of these ducks, and they drop them off the bridge in the river because the river's kind of fast-moving, especially now with all the rain. The river's kind of fast-moving, and they dump them all in the river, and the first duck to cross the finish line is the winner. And you bet on the ducks. But you buy a duck as well, and all the proceeds go to uh, all my friends. So it's a cool thing going on this weekend out there. That's where I'm going to be. Two hours down, two hours yet to go. Chad Reuter going to be joining us coming up next. Stay tuned. We're going to get into that discussion. Going to be here happening. Hang in there. Talking Bucks, talking Brewers, talking Packers draft, talking ducks flying down a river, birds pecking on the back of my house, turkeys looking in the window, millions being doled out to college athletes, all kinds of stuff. It is what it is. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.